Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Headphones On podcast, episode 21. I'm Dina. Millie. Today, we're going to discuss our favorite psychedelic songs. We have a corresponding playlist to this episode, and you can find it on our Instagram highlights and stories at headphones on underscore, TikTok at headphones on underscore, and our Twitter at underscore headphones underscore on. There, you'll also find links to previous episodes and playlists. Feel free to hit the follow on all the above to stay in touch with us. Let's get into it. Well, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> happy new year. I can you believe it's me 23? Uh, I can't believe that in a month, it'll be one year since we've started this podcast. I know. I'm kind of, um, um, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like the year has gone by so fast. Yeah, it has. I mean... Yeah, I I just time just flies. It's crazy. Um oh, how was your any year, Oh, mine was pretty good. It was quiet. Nice. I don't I don't go out for New Year's. I always stay yeah. home and cook. Oh, that's nice. And do like the eating of the grapes, making wishes and So you know. my sister did that this year. It's funny that you mentioned that. I've never heard of that until she mentioned it this year. Yeah, you did it? Yeah. No, no, she did it. I've never done it. I've never even you heard should of it. Do she it. Said it. You, yeah, you should definitely do year, it. For sure. I'll you should it. definitely totally do it. Do I, it. I, you know, these little rituals and, you know, I kind of like, I kind of want to close the year and start it in the same note, I guess. I, I yeah. mean, as silly that as it sounds. No. Have any resolutions or did you set intentions? Um, I don't normally do resolutions. I think just kind of like maybe an intention is to just gratefulness just being grateful for things and just being more present in the moment yeah I think that's really gonna be important for me but um other than that just just remembering that you know everybody's kind of going through something so just whatever and yeah. nothing's permanent you know what about you I didn't set any. I don't set resolutions. I always do intentions, but I tend right. to not. There's a cute little comic strip I found with a, a tiger that said, <laughs> um, what are you going to do for, for this year? I'm just I'm just going to wing it and see what happens. That's cute. You know what? Well, we'll share it. We'll share. It. Yeah. I think it's really cute. That but cute. no, I always try to set intentions and know that life is really short and we have one life yeah. to live. So right. you need to make sure that we're living that life to the fullest and being happy and not and spending spending time with your family and friends you know really making uh, yeah. time for that because life's too short I think it is too short my sister just uh left she was visiting me and we always have such a good time her and I like to troll YouTube for crazy videos and we just ended up watching a lot of kind of like like the tag on whatever social or on YouTube is moments in pop culture that like changed my depression or altered my depression but then the more of these compilation videos that we watched of people compiling stuff from like reality television life influencers I was like you know I'm okay I deleted TikTok like my personal one because I found I spent too much time on there mm -hmm. and I'm trying to like spend less time on social media and I think for me seeing those videos and just seeing kind of like where we are as a culture and not that we've changed we're just seeing more of each other like that's it right like and I'm not any better than anyone else but I think just for my own mental health 
I'm going to try to stay off of my phone, which is always impossible. That's, that's like, a ruse. I mean, that's so hard to do. But honestly, so I've hard. taken I've taken breaks throughout yes. these past two weeks. And it's made like a real, real difference. Yeah. I finished TikTok books. is pretty exhausting. So I kind of like we need to get off of it. TikTok is exhausting. I think like Instagram can kind of be boring, which is great. That's what I want. And hopefully they don't change that. I think that like, but I swear I'm honestly using that as a mood board. And it's kind of nice to think of it that way. I do. But that's what for me, that's what Pinterest is for. I love Pinterest for my mood boards. Like I, for everything I have, I have have a Pinterest board. And that really hasn't changed in structure since it started, which is wonderful. I mean, it has more like it's, has more ads and you can kind of buy things on there but it's still very much a board mood board system which is good but no I think that um my goal another maybe goal is to just read more books so I've upped my um count on goodreads to 75 books I want to finish this year oh awesome oh um and again, just working on the pod, working with you. I just did a video with Sandra and she so sweetly like mentioned us. And I told her she was the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. We That was such a nice mention. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah. But it is cool just to kind of, you know, there are cool people out there. And if you're lucky enough to meet them, you know, maybe cool things can happen. So it's a testament. I think this podcast is a testament to that. Absolutely. Yep. So should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. I'm really excited about this one. So we're doing Psych, mm-hmm. obviously musical musical style, um, musical genre from of the 1960s, pretty much created by people that use psychedelic drugs, reflecting on the experience of an altered consciousness. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of surreal visuals, a lot of surreal sounds. It was pretty much everywhere. It was in the art and the mm-hmm. clothes and the books. In the ideas of the time, I I honestly find it to be a really fascinating time in history. I think it's amazing. And because this seems to be the music genre that keeps on giving with its many revivals like P-Funk, Neo-Psych, Psychedelic Soul, even Surf Rock. Like, what do you think it is about? Like, what is it about this genre that people find so intriguing? So I think that you really hit the nail on the head with this kind of um, counterculture experience and change from previous, you know, musical genres and kind of cultural experiences and society expectations. So for me, psychedelic music is really open-ended. Again, it broke away from traditional Western music rules. This allowed for a new sound and gave space for other cultures and sounds to permeate or be included within the music. So you see psychedelic music take hold in many cultures around the world even. Um, And those sounds from those cultures sound so natural because, you know, you have Western scale, you have different scales, Eastern scale, you have Middle Eastern scales of music. So I think that when, when people were making psychedelic music and they were kind of putting in, they were recording different sounds instead of just musical instruments. They were recording scratching or whatever. They're including organic sounds. They're playing at different time signatures. And so I think for me, it created a ricochet into the world of music and allowed for kind of like the membrane to be a little bit more um, permeable to to influences from various cultures. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I think people, for the most part, they embrace creativity. 
They want to be inspired. They want to be moved. And I think when this subculture hit in the 1960s, the people that were mainly attracted to it, attracted to the movement, were very young. They were creative, exploring people that came from all over the world. And the philosophy was pretty revolutionary. It was about personal freedom. And I, mm -hmm. I think to this day, people still talk about having spiritual awakenings. Mm -hmm. And if you ever had one, they're really painful. <laughs> like it's a lot yeah. of, an you analyze your childhood and the choices right. you made and why you meet, why people come into your life. And right. it gets a little cosmic. And I think because we all want to seek enlightenment, psych was a good shortcut. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's really hard for people to, to sit in pain and sit in, sit in discomfort. Mm -hmm. And I'm really lucky. I was never really, you know, it's never been in my nature to reach for a substance to feel better. I tend to hibernate. Right. Yeah, same. And I think people just want answers. What, well, what I, do you think is the first thing like that comes to mind when you think of psych? So the music, just the music. Like counterculture, drugs, hippies and Woodstock. Like, that's, yes, <laughs> that's it. You know? Yeah. That, what about you? I think LSD. Yeah. I think acid. I think summer in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, Timothy Leary, if yeah. if you guys are not familiar, he's a psychologist, writer, you know, pretty much an advocate for psychedelic drugs. And if you're interested in anything to do with psychedelia, I mean, he wrote the book. He literally wrote the book. <laughs> he wrote a book called The Psychedelic Experience that was yeah. released in 1964. Yeah. And I think LSD would really not just inform the music, which we're going to talk about, but it um, also the art and the films. That part is that towards the end of the 1960s, things took a turn and the hallucinogenic drugs were replaced by stimulant drugs like speed, mm. which then, you know, led to a lot of violence, a lot of paranoia. And the utopia people were looking for wasn't really there. You know? Yeah. I think what's also interesting in this time period, too, is um, so speed was also given to housewives if they're lethargic or they wanted to lose weight or whatever. So speed yeah. was actually a prescribed drug, which is really funny. But I think that, uh, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I just think that some people don't have the ability to self-govern and maybe they took too much. And if you're altering your brain, you don't know. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's one thing if you're in a lab or now you have microdosing where, um, not very many, but there are some doctors who prescribe that to their patients and they're being monitored and they have to come in for however many check-ins a year. But, um, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it got kind of messy really quick because you're just kind of messing with your head and you just don't know, like your personality affects everything, right? So you don't know how you're going to react to things. And you're just taking drugs and you could have a good trip or a bad trip, right? Like, And some people are never the same after. Right. No, they're not. And I mean, that's scary. And I think for me, that always kind of scared me straight. I think also like people that go on ayahuasca retreats and stuff. And it's very much like, first of all, it's a cultural experience. And that's just a whole nother thing. But yeah, I think... I think the music, everything just got violent. And you also have to realize not only the drugs, the politics of the time Vietnam was happening, you mm -hmm. know, um, I think, and also the teenager kind of movement went from the 
the boppers, like the teen boppers of the 50s. And they're realizing that they had their own voice, whereas before kids were just kids and then you're an adult and you don't, you know, no, you just, there's not a teen movement, but the 50s ushered in the teen movement. And then in the 60s, you had, they're kind of like, oh, wait, like we don't want to listen to our parents. And so we want to do our own thing and we don't like the politics and we don't like this kind of like you had, you know, women were kind of like, I don't want to be a mom. I don't want to stay at home. And, you know, so you had all of these, all of these, it's a perfect storm, but um, yeah. okay. Do you want to get into it? Yes. So, okay. My honorable mentions, I have to warn you, is a oh. bit of a mixed bag. Same. <laughs> because well, wait, it's, we're doing picks. It, yeah, we're doing the picks. So it's between okay, okay. old and new say- infusion. But yes, for my picks, I needed to keep it 60s because okay, these are the okay. songs that really made me fall in love with the genre. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start. I'll start with Eight Miles High from The Birds off their album Fifth Dimension, released in 1966. So The Birds were formed in Los Angeles, California in 1964. Frontman Roger McGuinn, who was their only consistent member, and another notable member was David Crosby from Crosby, Stills & Nash. So Crosby's been on and off playing with the birds, like right up to the 2000s. Um, I don't think we could have a psych episode without talking about the birds. They really stood out at that time. To me, when I first kind of, you know, did some research on them, they almost seemed like this nerdy, quirky, like almost early Beatles in terms of their sound, but their lyrics were really profound and unique. And I learned that there's absolutely nothing nerdy about this band. They had a vision and completely changed um, the music scene for the better. I personally loved their look because it was really modern, pre-hippie. I honestly want the sunglasses that Roger Bacon wore, like these tiny rectangular sunglasses. Like I personally love it when you and I get to discuss fashion sense of some of the, the yeah. artists. Well, this was, so this was like the counterculture to the hippie movement. This was the mod, like there were mods first. There were mo- yeah. And then and, um, yeah. mod mods were just like, they were kind of like the fifties beatnik, but they're, they're more intellectual. They were very like angular with their fashion. Like everything was streamlined, you know, um, yep. like Pierre Cardin would have been considered, you know, like those kind of like the mini dresses, the mini skirts and the graphics. So yeah, no, I totally, I was more mod than hippie for sure. I love um, Crosby. I think wore um, a poncho at the time, or it might've been a cape. It might've been a cape, mm-hmm. but the glasses were the coolest. There was like mm-hmm. these little rectangles that barely covered your pupils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I find that, I'm, I want to buy that. <laughs> I think that looks really cool. For sure. But um, their most known hit was Turn, Turn, Turn. It was an international hit. You've heard it. Everybody's heard it because it's been part of many film soundtracks. And uh, honestly, it's not my favorite song from the band. I really love Eight Miles High. It's um, hypnotic revolutionary song because it wasn't the typical sunny cheery surf beach boy type of track of that was going on during during 1966 and mid 60s it was much deeper Crosby himself said it actually was a a drug song um and the group was experimenting with LSD at the time and kind of there's this comparison of drug use to the plane altitude and being high, which is kind of obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but once word got out, a lot of radio stations wouldn't play it 
it was it was banned and this really hurt them commercially it it gave them a black eye for a while and this is actually known to be the first psychedelic record hmm. although some research that might not be the case because apparently the movement had been going on for years prior to this album and i love that they were kind of, they were heavily influenced by jazz mainly john coltrane as as well as ravi shankar so he was um if you know if you're familiar he is a spiritual leader sitar virtuoso so it has that kind of sound and element to to the album the the me the intro of the song is it really stops you in your tracks just the lyrics eight miles high and when you touch down you'll find it stranger than known and i always love that intro it really i think it does set um the tone for for psych in the 60s it's really really good nice how about you my first pick is Alone Again or By Love off of their Forever Changes album from 1967. The One song of my was... favorites. Yeah. I'm so happy you picked Love. Thanks. No, they're great. So the song was inspired by songwriter and band member Brian McLean's memory of waiting for a girlfriend. Um, according to Barney Hoskins, the melody drew loosely on Sergei Pro- Prokofiev. I always... Prokofiev. Yeah. I always get so nervous. So... He did the soundtrack for the Lieutenant Ki- Kiji Suite. So they were kind of like inspired by the melodies from this record. Um, It's a beautiful song. It's considered psychedelic folk. The acoustic guitar is the main element of the song. And it opens and closes a track with solo movements throughout. Uh, moments throughout. It has the mariachi element of a horn and string section. So it feels like the sound is just very full, very lush. And... It's so, it just sounds current still to this day. It doesn't sound dated. And I think it is because they just included these different kind of musical instruments. It sounds really fresh and clean. It is considered a classic and it's been used in several film scores like Bottle Rocket and Sleepers. And it's been covered many times, most notably by The Damned. So it's just such a great song and it i love them yeah. so much they're my, one of my favorite psych bands probably one oh, of my favorite cool. 60s bands altogether. you they're know just incredible so what's funny is i was really kind of intimidated by this genre until i discovered that i like a lot of psychedelic music and i didn't know <laughs> like i had no idea and i was like oh okay th- i'm fine this will be fine like i'm okay but oh, I was like, gosh. Millie's going to have to talk the whole time because I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. So you'll be what's, fine. what's your next pick? So Rainy Day Mushroom Pillow mm-hmm. by the Strawberry Alarm Clock off their album Incense and Peppermints, 1967. So Strawberry Alarm Clock was formed in 1967 in Glendale, California. And Incense and Peppermint is their debut album, as well as their most known hit single that reached number one on the billboard hot 100 chart um i think like like most early psych bands of that time they've had several members throughout the years they're constantly changing members um the most notable member was ed king he was the founding member and play and guitar player for um the band and he played both bass and electric guitar and he went on to join leonard skinnard hmm. and he co actually co-wrote sweet home alabama 
And he's the one that you could hear in the beginning of Sweet Home Alabama when he does the two, three count in the very beginning of the track. That's actually him. This album is a psychedelic masterpiece. It captures the sound and the mood of the time perfectly. And probably the only way to hear this album is on vinyl, which I don't have, but I will. <laughs> I think what stands out to me the most is the flute. Steve Bartek was the flautist for the band and wrote many of their songs. And he actually went on to compose music for film and television. I, I mean, you could pick any song of, of the album and it really, it just really, really puts you, just transports you to the time. But for me, Rainy Day Mushroom Pillow is my favorite track of the entire album because it's just so phenomenal and strange and, and, and just dreamy all their songs they have really really intricate lyrics a lot of sweet melody sweet melodies and i don't think that you need lsd to enjoy it i think you'll get there on your own so like, just listen to it and then you'll be high so yeah <laughs> I, yeah just yeah you can just do that and put on like one of those trippy videos or something and, and your mind you don't will need do it, it for you exactly. your mind will do it for you exactly yeah. <laughs> that's so funny all right my next pick is dance of maria by Elias Rahbani off of his Mosaic of the Orient 1972 album. So Rahbani is a celebrated Lebanese musician, composer, songwriter, like super, super, super famous. He wrote for uh, many famous Middle Eastern singers like Feirouz. His older brothers are also very um, famous. They're known as the Rahbani brothers, and they're also big in the music scene. Um, this song has been recently covered by Kruangbin. I think that's how you say that cool band's name. I'm not a cool person, so I guess I don't know. But um <laughs> and, and and El Qasar. Um, which is what the cool thing about this song is like it has the Arabic traditional notes and scales, but with a Western beat, organ, oud, it's totally a mashup. And I think this is the beauty of kind of like psychedelic music, is because you're not following whatever the western counts are you can kind of be be i hate to say this word but it's like a fusion right like yeah it just melds in better with other sounds um this is actually a record that i have to have in my collection so i will hunt for this this is a this is a very important one for me oh my gosh yeah. i want it yeah i know it's <laughs> no, so good this. yeah it's really really good what's next for you so the smile by David Axelrod um, from the album Song of Innocence, 1968. So David Axelrod is a, an American composer, producer. I've spoke about him before. Um, my One of my all-time favorite psych bands is the Electric Prunes. And I talked to him, I think, in the 60s episode. But he composed and arranged Mass in F minor and Release of an Oath. And apparently the Electric Prunes had very little to do with these albums. They are credited and it's released under their name, but it was mostly David Axelrock's work. And the musical lineup was completely different from the Prune's first album, which I will, I'm going to include one of their songs in the honorable mentions. But um, David Axelrock worked as a producer and an A&R exec for Capitol Records. He released several successful jazz albums and his work has been sampled by pretty much everybody. And after the release and success of the Electric Prunes album, he wanted to take it a step further and continue to experiment. And he came up with a concept album based on poems by William Blake. And 
he was a Axelrod was a big fan of Williams Blake work and served as which served as the inspiration for the entire album. The Song of Innocence is pure psychedelia. And it was his debut album and way ahead of its time. To me, David Axelrod like was a was a good was a major risk taker and he was willing to embrace bold ideas. He was a visionary. The Smile is my favorite track. I think they're all good, but this one is the soulful groove. I love the drums and the acid guitar coming in and it finishes with this beautiful triumphant orchestral element. Um, it's really well composed and the entire album from start to finish is just brilliant. I think he's made such a significant contribution to music and it kind of baffles me that he hasn't been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, because we hear him all the time. We hear him in every single breakbeat. Like how do how does someone that we hear in music constantly not get inducted yet? But I guess it happens. I don't know. It's I mean, it's kind of like the the scandal that Celine Dion wasn't on like the top 200 best time vocalists of like the world or whatever. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I just kind of don't really take stock in any in anything kind of I just I don't know I just feel like sometimes it's a scam so <laughs> like what you like and you know you just you want people that are talented and that have been prolific in the industry to have accolades but yeah you know unfortunately my last pick is I'd love to change the world by 10 years after off of a space and time from their 1971 album a space and time um, what a sweet song I like that song it's really interesting. The lyrics, I mean, I just do want to kind of, I just, I'm going to leave the lyrics alone for now. Cause like the beginning, I'm like, huh? And then in the end, I'm like, yeah, what? Okay, whatever. But they're a British <laughs> rock and blues band. And this is the band's only top 40 hit and most popular song in the US. Um, Matthew Greenwald of All Music said, Lee's guitar work as the most expressive and most tasteful electric guitar performance of his career and added, if there is a single song that can describe the overall vibe of the counterculture in 1969 and 1970, this may very well be it. The band and Lee never quite matched the song's supple power in their later efforts, but the song is representation enough of their awesome artistry. So I remember like when I still had my blog and on the blog I would do all the like all the posts were I remember yeah. yeah were like music music titles because music obviously is very important in my life and this was one of the uh blog I was gonna say podcast this is one of the blog entries because I'd love yeah. to change your world yeah it was interesting so, I love to do that with any show that I curated it has to come from a song yeah no, <laughs> seriously yeah it's wonderful it's so funny how how like music really is ingrained in us well, you know, also, it's so it's just an important part of our lives. It's also kind of it's an art form. We appreciate art. We kind of see things everywhere. You know, I don't really consider my I don't know. I don't really consider myself. Well, I wouldn't say I'm an artist. I just I like art. I make art. I'm appreciative of it. Um, but it's everywhere for me. This stuff is everywhere. It's not just kind of like, yeah, it affects your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. OK. Honorable mentions. Let's do it. Well, Dina's going to kill me because I have... I have a lot too, don't worry. No, I have a lot. Oh my gosh. And I added extra. Okay. Right, I'm going to try to go through these really quickly now. Okay. So first up is Don't Talk About Freedom from the gang of Harry Rosalie. 
1973 off the compilation album those shocking shaking days 2011 in its indonesian hard psychedelic progressive rock and funk from the 1970 to 1978 so i discovered this comp through um Spotify. If you listen to any type of psych song from the 60s, this compilation album will come up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find much information on the band. Um, obviously, they're an Indonesian rock band. The lead singer is a political activist, prominent member of the Tradisi Baru movement, which I'm not too familiar. It's known as the new tradition that emerged in 1970s. But I really, really love this entire compilation. It's just so... It's just a, it's just a nice discovery. It's like discovering a treasure tro- trove, you know, mm-hmm. like God, these gems. Um, next is Search for Delicious by Panda Bear off the album Person Pitch 2007. Panda Bear is Noah Benjamin Lennox. So he is one of the founding members of the group Animal Collective. So when I first heard this album, like my initial thought was Beach Boys Pet Sounds. There's a lot of instrumentation and samples. It's very layered and complex. And I don't think many people will enjoy it. Um, I hate to say that because I really think it's a really smart album. But if you do listen, listen with an open mind. It's really creative and I really love it. Um, My Love from the Asteroid Number 4 off the album These Flowers of Ours, A Treasury of Witchcraft and Devilry from 2008 it's they're an american psych band based in san francisco but formed in philly in the late in the late 1990s i just love this album it's really dreamy has elements of space rock and the 60s psych and i've heard critics compare them to the birds which i find quite unique you know i find them quite unique i don't really think there might be some element there but i don't think they're a carbon copy where's my mind by vanilla fudge off the album Renaissance, 1968. Vanilla Fudge is one of my favorite 60s bands. I love Mark Stein's vocals. Um, I believe they're still on. They're still performing. So um, um, check out their cover for You Keep Me Hanging On by the Supremes. I think that's one of their best songs and probably one of like the best covers of all time. Like I love that song. And I have have that on my honorable mention you do yeah i love that you keep me hanging on oh amazing okay i've always wanted to do like the psych playlist and i'm really excited that now we're gonna have it we're gonna have like the perfect psych playlist oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome um cracking your eye from the ocs off of carrion crawler the dream 2011 san francisco based garage psych band um this is probably my favorite album of their i'm the man that will find you by Conan Moccasin off of Caramel 2013. If I'm going to like drive people crazy because I love Conan Moccasin so much and I keep mentioning him, <laughs> he was actually like my most played musician off of Spotify this mm. year. It's really embarrassing. Mm. But uh, <laughs> he's psychedelic pop and Caramel is one of my favorite albums ever. It's excellent. I can't stop, won't stop talking about it. There's mm. a quote from the New Zealander, which is a culture magazine that covers music and politics and the review they gave him was that his writing is his own recipe and although caramel might be an acquired taste for some it's undeniably undeniably a crucial concoction and i agree it's a really good album from start to finish time has come today from the chamber brothers 1967 um, album of the same name 
The Chamber Brothers are a psychedelic soul band originally from Mississippi. They mix gospels and gospel and blues with psych rock elements. I don't think they get talked about enough. And, you know, although this song has been featured in a lot of TV shows and films. Tuesday Afternoon or Forever Afternoon by the Moody Blues off the days of Future Past 1967. I always associate the Moody Blues with psych, Mm -hmm. although technically they're not a psych band. But I did find an interesting article that we're going to link for you about how really how influential they really were to this genre. But moving on, Escuche el Grito del Tigrillo from the Meridian Brothers for, off the album este es, este es el Corcel Erórico de nos, que nos hablarás de la hambruna y corrupción. 2009. That's like a mouthful of a title of a record. That is, that's a whole dissertation that is, um, title. That's a dissertation <laughs> title. Oh my God. Really cool band, tropical psychedelic funk from Colombia. They're from Colombia. Highly conceptual group. They fuse cumbia rhythms with psychedelic Mm. sounds. I love cumbia. A really interesting blend. Really interesting. Mm. And killer instrumentals, good vocals. Really good. The next one is kind of funny. It's I Love You, Alice Bitocles from Harper's Bazaar, released in 1968. And it's from the I Love You, Alice B. Toklas soundtrack off the 1968 film from starring Peter Sellers. Hmm. Have you ever seen this movie? No. The title comes from Alice B. Toklas, who was Gertrude Stein's life partner. Okay. And she was this, um, Stein obviously was a famous writer, poet, and apparently Alice B. Toklas had a very famous recipe for making pop brownies. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a really, really, really cute film. And the girl he falls for is really beautiful. Her her name is actress Lee Young Taylor. Wait, Lee Taylor Young. And she's really well known. I think she was in Peyton's Place. But it's a really, really cool movie. And Harper's Bazaar are known to be a sunshine pop band. Mm -hmm. But this song has major psychedelic elements to me. It's really groovy. Just listen to it. So my add-ons that I really have to mention because I can't believe that I almost forgot them was for like the the from the psych their psychedelic funk band obviously and the mm-hmm. album is Maggot Brain off mm-hmm. of 1971. That's a classic. I, that's a classic. I love Hidden and Quit It. Mm-hmm. I love Super Stupid. I could keep going on and on and on. Every song is really really good. And all mm-hmm. I have to say, like Wars of Armageddon, is a really good song. Is listen to the entire album. Just right. listen to this whole entire album. It's it's really amazing. Um, Chameleon Church, and the song's called Blueberry Pie. Um, Chevy Chase was in this band. Like, did you know? Like, Chevy no. Chase was actually in a psych band. No, I had <laughs> this no is before idea. he started acting. So he was in this psych band called Chameleon Church, and I think it's. I mean, obviously, they only had one album but in a bit of a one hit wonder, but they have a few really nice songs off this album. And I just, I had to mention it. Uh, the Lemon Pipers. Um, the song is Green Tambourine. Really, really groovy psych song. Um, and finally, The Animals. Good Times off the album Winds of Change, 1967. I really love Eric Burden. He's like Frushante. He's like, one of my favorite, like he's my, I think he's the sexiest front man. He's my favorite front man. His voice is incredible. This is actually the animal's only psych album. It's really, really good. I love it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I cut a lot out. 
<laughs> it's hard. That's the thing. That's hard. It's like, you know, and then also because psych is so open-ended, like what is psych, right? I was just kind of well, going through just, things, you know? Then you discover more and more. And then right. it's just like, oh, wait, I have to mention them. Right. And what if I don't mention them? Oh, no, no, no. I need to mention them too. Like, right. it's just never ending. So what about I, you? So for me, I was interested in kind of like progression with some bands. I have some bands on here twice. And so you can kind of hear kind of their more... Well, you'll see. We'll just get into it. The first one is White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane off of Surrealistic Pillow from 1967. And yeah. it's a classic. Um, that's all about drug usage under the guise of um, of Alice in Wonderland, which is also about drug usage, I feel like. I just, <laughs> you know, I just all about drug usage. And I think it's interesting because... Um, wasn't there a book like Go Ask Alice that was written anonymously or something? And I used, I read that and that was... Wasn't there yeah. just something? Wasn't there a book called Go Ask Alice? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to research that and see what I'm talking about. But the next one is Like Exploding Stones, Kurt Vile, off of his 2022 Watch My Moves record. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Her Eyes Are a Blue Million Miles, Captain Beefheart and His Magic Band from 1972's Clear Spot album. I love the name Captain Beefheart. Like what a great name for a band. What a great name. Right? That's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's cute. And you're like, are you hunky? Do you have a beef or beef, like beef heart? Okay. <laughs> so these next two um, are done out of order. We're going to do the newest one first. And it's Breathe in the Air, Pink Floyd, off of Dark Side of the Moon, 1973. We've talked about this album. And um, one of two Floyd songs on here. So you can really see the progression of the band's sounds as they navigate popularity and real life issues. This is obviously their later work. See Emily Play by Pink Floyd off of their 1971 Relics. Sounds more um, kind of like experimental, but you're still in that kind of Beach Boys, Beatles mod sound. Yeah. And Breathe in the Air is more like we've done all the drugs fame has really messed us up like we're just do like whatever this is just it's like a whole different sound and they're both great great albums um actually this song see emily play was on a compilation given to me by a friend in the early 2000s you know when we were really in the mod thing it's a mix of like mod psychedelic or new mod and other amazing songs that they put on this comp for me so um i loved it Dark Side um, of the Moon is my favorite Pink Floyd record. I think it's genius. God, it's so good. And it really, just we've said this before because we've talked about it, but it hits you in the gut. <laughs> like, it it just, does. It's like, so, so powerful. It is. Insane. It's great. The next song is Keep You ha Keep Me Hanging, You Keep Me Hanging On by Vanilla Fudge off of their self-titled Vanilla Fudge 1967 record. Uh, yeah. The next song is Vitamin C by Can. Off of Iggy Bamiasi, 1972. It's a German psych rock group. And the members came from all different nationalities and backgrounds, which is really interesting. Um, this was actually a really, really, really popular song. And it still it sounds like they just recorded it. It's so dumb. Yeah. It sounds like it, it was just put out. It's so good. I like it's a really interesting song. Um God, I can't believe this came out in 72. Like, it's so, like, not that they're not capable, but, you know, it's just a timeless song. I love it when that happens. Yes. Like, yeah. When you oh. really don't know what era it's coming from. Absolutely <laughs> like not. No, totally. <laughs> um. So the next one is Afrah al-Maghrib by Abdul 
Armadi off of Nuit's Dete, 1976's album. Uh, unfortunately, Abdul Armadi was discovered posthumously, um, posthumously. I always say words wrong on this podcast. I think I get nervous and I just read. And so it's so funny. So I'm like, I'm going to say both pronunciations. <laughs> We're going to research it and we're going to cut the one that isn't right. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> At least you don't stutter like me. <laughs> oh, I, I do all of the above. Um, so it's we discovered him seven years after his death and he was a talented organist. Organ, organist? See? Did it. Um, <laughs> so he also was like a hairdresser and, you know, just because he never really found fame within the music industry during his time. I've included El Amari's songs due to my associations with psychedelic music and the styles of vocal and play the organ found within the song. Next is I Found the F by Broadcast off of their 2005 Tender Buttons record. And this is, for me, the late 90s, early 2000s take on the 60s mod movement. And again, I loved the movement and I associated like stylistically most with that. And um, funny story, <laughs> I tried to get one of those cool bobbed mod haircuts that people had in the 60s, and I ended up looking like a soccer mom. So Wait, wait, short? Yeah, like a short bob, like a short bob, like up to my chin. I'll send you a photo if I ever you have, have one. You have to send me a photo. I, look like I think a if I do mom. that, I'll just end up looking like Christopher Columbus or something. Yeah, no, it wasn't. it wasn't a good look. No, it wasn't good. And I was like 18 at the time, so it's just kind of like... It was it was bad, but you know I tried. I've um, always wanted to do the Liza Minnelli. <laughs> like always. You know what? I know. Just get away. I, it's, my sister gets like nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. Like the pixie cut, or like the, the kind spike. of pixie, but it's long. No, 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 no. Pixie. The spike. Yeah, yeah. But imagine growing that out. What a nightmare. That's what I'm I saying. I cannot even imagine it. What a nightmare. I can barely have bangs. Like we'll you put know? we'll put one of the songs from that album so you could see the haircut that we're talking about. But no, I can't imagine. No. 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 Um the next song is, is Dear Rishi by Black Angels off of the 2008 Directions to See a Ghost. Uh the Black Angels, I think, are one of the biggest modern bands right now, actually, since the early 2000s. Um to kind of be like psych because yeah. the next song on my list is young man dead by the black angels off of 2006's passover this song makes you feel like a badass like you are <laughs> in a modern western movie and it's just you just feel so cool and when i think of this song i think i think of the i think the song was set on youtube to um what was it called not there will be blood but old it's the one with he has a bad haircut speaking of bad haircuts what is it old man it's with what's her face penelope cruz's husband javier bardem oh i know it oh yeah. um penelope cruz's oh, uh, no country for old men no country for old men sugar so, is it his that's, that's his name in the movie he's yeah. so freaking creepy what a good I character know, but like what a good character that's, if i had bangs no the haircut, haircut is scarier than the machine gun he used to kill people <laughs> if, <laughs> if i had the haircut is scary if i had bangs with my haircut i would have looked like him like that's how it's bad just really was. wrong i don't know how he did it he did he really did well you're supposed Oscar. to yeah like you're supposed to look like that it works crazy but um 
So somebody in the internet in the interwebs set this song "Young Man Dead" to scenes from No Country for Old Men, and Killer. my God, did it ever work! It was it worked, great, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next song is "Mr. White" by Hu Angbin off of 2015's "The Universe Smiles Upon You." Ah. The next one is "Shuggy and Bowling Trophies" by Foxygen. Oh, yeah, Shuggy and Bowling Trophies off of Foxygen's We Are the 21st Century Ambassadors of Peace and Magic from 2013. The next is Metronomic Underground by Stereolab off of Emperor Tomato Ketchup in 1996. Um, the next is Tongo Bara off of Bio Farca Ture featuring um, Kruganbin again, Kruganbin, off of Ali 2022. Mm. The last one is Ikimiz Bir Fidanis. It's a Turkish artist by the name of Kemran Akor off of the self-titled, like it's a 45. So the song is like on there. So there's just like the song and another one. So that was from 1975. Turkish psych is sick. Oh, it's huge it's so too. Good. It's huge. It's like, yeah, yeah it's big. It's so yeah. big. But yeah, it's a great, great record. Her vocals are beautiful. But um, yeah, that's it for me. I, this is obviously, this is going to be like the definitive psych playlist, guys. I you mean, will enjoy this. Yeah, I hope. I think it's just, it's hard. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it. I don't know how many people are going to love the playlist, but trust oh, but me, psych, give it psych, a chance. Like disco, it's not dead. Like clearly, I you know. It's not it's still I'm telling around. you, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It's like, this is not around. going away. It's no. not going away. Yeah. What have you been listening to today? So um, today I've been listening to Cleo Soul. She is a UK artist. I love, love her. her. Beautiful voice. Just She has like the best voice. And the really sexy. Good. Oh, everything's good. Just everything's good. 10 out of 10 would recommend. What about you? Idris Mohammed. I've been listening to a lot of him for the like for the past few days. I'm nice. a sucker for soul. Mm. And pretty much the albums I've I've listened to Turn This Mother Out from 1977. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love him. Nice. I oh, so good. So 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 good. And I have to say, if you guys have not listened to our previous episode, please do so. It's a bonus episode by Dina. Oh, from music yeah. from Iraq. And I got to discover Sahida Obed on this episode. So where the hell have I been? Um, the playlist is absolutely incredible. And Dina did such a fantastic job. Please, you. if you have not done it, go give it a listen. It's really, really good. So good. So thanks. No, the, um, what I did it for a class I have, it was decolonization music. And I was obviously really interested in Iraq because my parents are there. They're from there. Um, but... It's interesting because like Amor Suleiman and Sarah Zakaria and I think a few others. And if you have questions, for sure, reach out to me. I can answer them. But they have a lot of influences from Iraq and surrounding countries. So it's interesting to see kind of that like borders are just Western. They're not they're not real borders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The cultures are so cross. Con- like it's just hard. But the yeah. music is great. Sajida is amazing. She's so badass. I love her. She's been performing since the 70s. She's amazing. No, the YouTube video that you sent me is so good. Right? She's oh, like, gosh. Yeah. It's what a performer. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the dancer, I think I forgot the name of the dancer, but the last name is Ibrahim. And that dance is really not easy to dance. I could not do it. Guys, the the playlist is linked in the description section of the episode. You you gotta you gotta go listen to that. It's so good. Such exciting music. Such an exciting playlist. I love it. Love Thank it. Love it. Thank you so much. We'll have to have a Cuban and Lebanese one that you do. We'll see. We'll, we'll <laughs> you guys will get a mini episode from me soon. Right. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks again, guys. For- Yeah, thanks for spending time with us this episode. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and requests. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram. See you next week. Bye. Bye.